it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Garrett Wilson. Wow! What a catch! Touchdown, Jets! That kid's amazing. Gibson on the return. Near side. I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the 30. Hits the Jets. And he's going to go. Jets win it. Touchdown, rookie Xavier Gibson. Game over. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinn Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen, thank you. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeJet1. And it is time for another edition of the 2024 Offseason Roundtable. And for that, we bring in my friend, who is a regular here on these off-season roundtables, hardcore Jets fan, and somebody that's always fun to talk to because he can predict the future. Well, at least he can predict the future when it comes to weather. Whether he can do that for the Jets and what's best for them and where they're actually going from here, we'll see because we're going to ask him about it. My buddy Ed Valley, world-renowned meteorologist, or at least in my mind, he's a world-renowned <laughs> meteorologist. Ed, <laughs> thanks for coming back on the show, man. How's it going, Scott? Well... It's going a lot better now for me that I can focus on the 2024 offseason and hope has returned. Because toward the end of the season, I think we can agree, hope was lost at least temporarily. We saw Aaron Rodgers was practicing with the team and we knew that the Jets were gearing up to maybe make some moves in the offseason. But all was lost in 2023 and it feels like realistically we were sort of tricking ourselves. Yeah, the Jets, if everything went right, maybe they could have eked into the playoffs, I suppose, if they had been able to get a few more wins that they probably didn't deserve. But once Aaron Rodgers went down after the four plays that he played in the opening game, it just felt like the Jets season was destined to go up in smoke. Let's talk post-mortem, Ed. Your thoughts overall on the Jets' 2023 season? 
Yeah, you know, Scott, it's one of those things. I'll, I'll keep the weather theme going. You know, I think early on it was, you know, the summertime where we're going through free agency or excuse me, we're going through training camp. We're going through kind of all the preseason stuff. Everything was great. And obviously we know what happened. Right. And and to your point, it, it really was kind of doom and gloom towards the end of the season. And, and I think, you know, uh, winter really set in pretty early. Right. I, I think it set in there. uh as we got into November, as we really kind of realized, oh no, you know, we really don't have any potential here for, for this season. And then, you know, as a, as a long-term Jets fan, that is hard to swallow as, you know, it's been what, 13 years now since we've had anything to really uh, discuss into mid to late January. Right. Um, so yeah, I, it was certainly a, a pretty uh, bleak end to the season. And, and obviously we're getting some renewed hope now, but as it pertains to the 2023 season, you know, obviously nobody can predict what happened there with Rogers. And I just remember that night and I'll remember it. I know this sounds silly, but I'll remember it for a very long time. I just remember not being able to sleep. And I think about it, this is a, a silly football game, right? <laughs> but we take it so seriously and, and we follow it so closely. And uh, yeah, it, it was a tough, tough go of it um, after we got through um, week one. And to be quite honest, I was thrilled and speaking highly of Sala after that game, you know, rallying the troops as everything kind of uh, went down with Rodgers in that game. But as you move forward through the season, I, I think we realized what we had um, in Nathaniel Hackett. I think even what we had in, in Robert Sala as it pertained to leadership and navigating these really difficult um, PR situations with Zach Wilson and just the offense in general. And, and obviously all of the uh, evolution with Rodgers and, and the injury and trying to, oh, is he going to play? Is he not? Uh, so, you know, I, I think in just talking from 30,000 feet post-mortem, I think the one word that I, I've heard others on your podcast say is, is disappointment. I think disappointment encompasses everything and what could have been um with everything and again i think hindsight's always 2020 but looking back you know even to when we spoke last year about 2023 um everything would have had to go on go almost perfectly to to get where we wanted to go or where we expected to go uh leading into the season so disappointment um just an unfortunate series of events and i feel like i say that almost every year with the jets but um yeah disappointment is the way i would kind of frame it and um as we always say, there's always next year. And I know your wife's a doctor, so I assume when the Rogers injury happened and you were flipping out, you were probably looking at her and asking her for reassurances that maybe Rogers could find his way back at some point. What did she tell you to try and comfort you? Yeah, so it's it's a funny story, and and this goes back to why I'll remember it forever. So I'm I'm sitting down, I'm super excited. It's you know eight o'clock. I'm cracking a beer, getting excited for for the first game of the season. And my wife says, "Oh, I'm gonna go take a shower. I'll be back. We'll watch the first half together before we get ready for bed." So I'm like, "Great, perfect." Obviously, we have the first drive. The Jets uh, forced to you know. Uh, you know, turn on, maybe it wasn't a turnover, a punt at least. And, and we got the ball back and she's finishing up in the shower. And she's like, Oh, is the, or did the jets have the ball yet? And I said, Oh, they just got it, you know, come out soon. And sure enough, uh, we know what happened from there. And, and so, yeah, I like to tell people she didn't even get to see Aaron Rodgers play with the jets because she was in the shower. Uh, <laughs> so when I told her about it, she's like, yeah, you know, uh, I told him, you know, obviously Aaron Rodgers had that uh, nagging calf injury through the preseason. And she, I, I told her that and she was like, not looking great. And of course they, they first designated it, I believe as an ankle injury. So I said, you know, what, what could this be? And I, I showed her the replay and yeah, 
So she wasn't, you know, very helpful for me, for my positivity at the time. <laughs> uh, she was pretty convinced it was a pretty serious injury. And um, whether it be, you know, an Achilles or a calf tear or, or something to that effect, she she basically prepped me for the fact that um, even though it's he's questionable and all this good stuff, he basically, she basically said, you know, it's, it's going to be a tough go of it. Um, and we'll wait to see kind of what happens, but she kind of set the table for me, which I appreciate, you know, I do that for her with the weather. Uh, and she did that for me, unfortunately with Aaron Rodgers. How confident are you in Rodgers' ability to bounce back at age 40 going on 41 in the 2024 season? Because as we both know, Ed, the entire season as it did in 2023 is going to hinge on whether or not Aaron Rodgers can be Aaron Rodgers in 2024. Yeah. And I think a big part of my career and my job and my life talking with people about the weather is, is to try to set expectations, right? You know, ahead of a big snowstorm, you're always thinking, oh, are we going to get a foot of snow? You know, the, the weatherman saying one to two feet, what's the deal? You know, I like to usually try to butt in and talk to my friends and tell them, Hey, you know, I know they're saying this probably going to be more like, um, a foot, a little bit less than maybe the the, the media is trying to trying to say. So I, I take that over to sports and, and Aaron Rodgers and, and this whole 2024 situation. I think everybody with their rose colored or green colored glasses are, are expecting a pretty big bounce back year. And if we can firm up, you know, some of our passing weapons and our O line and and you know make sure the defense you know remains at least close to where it's been uh, and things might go well. Well, you know I. I it's going to, again, I think it's going to, with, with how the AFC is, is shaping up with, with all of the, the, the top tier quarterbacks in the AFC, I, I think again, it's going to have to be almost a perfect thread the needle type situation uh, for this to go as well as us Jets fans want it to. And I think just talking with others in the the Jets community, I, I think uh, a playoff berth is not this great celebration. I think it's more of an expectation at this point. And if you don't win a game in the playoffs, whether that be, you know, in the divisional round or the wild card, I, I think that's going to be a disappointment. And I think even if you don't manage to to get into that divisional round and hopefully make it to the AFC championship game, I, I think that's going to be viewed as a failure uh, on this organization and this, this regime. Um, so just looking at it like that, I, I think when it all is said and done, I'm, I'm leaning towards this being a failure. You know, I, I think he's going to put up numbers as long as he stays healthy that, you know, are, are probably going to be the best uh, quarterback stats we've seen at least since 2015. Again, that's not hard to do, as, as I know you know and the audience knows. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think he will put up some pretty decent numbers. I don't think it's going to be anything like his MVP seasons uh, he is getting older and to be quite honest with you this offensive line even if we were to firm it up maybe uh, obviously draft hopefully uh, a pretty solid uh, first round pick and then maybe try to add be a free agency I still have a tough time you know seeing this o-line being a, a force in in the you know top third of the league and when you have somebody who's going on 41 and is hopefully, you know, likes to get out of the pocket and, and do some things with his legs um, to at least buy time. You know, I would like to see that that offensive line be a, a strength of the team. And, and right now, uh, I don't see that as the case, obviously. So I'm keeping my expectations in check. Uh, I've been disappointed 13 years in a row. Um, so I'm just continuing that theme into 2024. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. And we'll get to what the Jets could potentially do to move the needle for 2024 in a bit. Free agency, the draft, and all of that. But first, the two guys that are going to be mostly responsible for shaping this roster in 2024 to make it the best it can be. Joe Douglas, the general manager. Robert Sala, the head coach. Where are you at on those guys? And then the guys that are working in the front office with Joe Douglas and the team of coaches underneath Robert Sala. How do you feel about everything? Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously been a, a big ticket item and a big ticket uh, talking point over the last few weeks with with all of the media attention that the Jets have been getting, uh, mostly from the bad side. Uh, you know what? It's funny when you when you started that sentence, I, I thought you were going to say Aaron Rodgers instead of uh, Robert Sala being uh, the decision makers uh, for the Jets. But all jokes aside, you know, I, I think Joe Douglas has done enough, uh, especially on the on the draft side of things. Um in the last few years where I don't feel terrible about, about keeping him uh, in this final year. Again, his record has been horrendous. Uh, Not many GMs get as many years as he did with the record that he's had. I I think that's very important to note. Um, But I also um, acknowledge that the way this has all transpired with Aaron Rodgers, um, I think it makes a lot of sense for at least continuity to continue here during this Aaron Rodgers uh, experiment, if you will, um, at least on the front office side. Now, again, I, I think the Rex Hogan thing, I, I'm fine with that. There, there needed to be a scapegoat in the front office. I think there needs to be accountability. I think that's something that's been lacking in this regime. Um, when you look at 2020, look at Becton, he was in all, at least in my eyes, he was a failure uh, of a first round pick. Obviously, Zach Wilson. Of course, he had that great 2022 draft. Fantastic. Um, frankly, I think he would be gone already if he didn't have that type of draft. Um, so, you know, I, I think for now, given that he's he's done enough, you know, with that draft, with, um, you know, with with Brees and with Garrett and, and with Sauce, and then he's added some, some pretty good, um, you know, undrafted free agents. Um, and then, of course, people like JFM. Uh, so he he's done enough there where I'm I'm okay with JD now Robert Sala I mean if I'm being completely honest I, a big part of uh, what I do day to day is is how to how how do I message things to our clients and our customers that make us as a company and me as a meteorologist look competent right that's a big part of what I do so when I'm hearing these these press conferences from Robert Sala uh, especially around that whole 
benching of Zach Wilson. Oh, we're going to bring him back. Um, and then the whole thing surrounding Aaron Rodgers with respect to um, just how how Robert and, and the entire uh, organization almost fawned over him in, in like a celebrity type way. Um, that reeks of of lack of confidence to me. I, I think everything up until this point with respect to Robert Sala, he's a great guy. It seems like, you know, I don't know him obviously, but uh, I think when it comes to um, leadership and confidence and, and just instilling um, at least in the fan base that, that there is a clear guide of, of accountability and, and a track forward. Uh, I don't feel like he's checked all those boxes. Um, so I, I, you know, Robert Sala, you know, let's see him with a quarterback. You know, I don't, I don't really like the whole, well, look at look at how all these other coaches uh, panned out when they didn't have their their stud quarterbacks involved. Well, look look who who does manage to do well, like Mike Tomlin. You know, those type of uh, good coaches, leaders, people who hold players and staff accountable. Um, those are the ones that do the best in this type of league. So, I mean, you know, from that perspective, I think there's a lot to be desired with Robert Sala. Now, his positional coaches, OC. Obviously, I think we're all on the same page that that Hackett showed nothing over the course of 2023 to instill any confidence. And if you extend it back to 2022 with Denver, that only heightens that issue, right? So not thrilled there. It is what it is with Aaron Rodgers. You know, I, I would have liked to see, um, you know, at least more movement on the offensive side of the ball. I, I like that we we changed up the running backs coach and the wide receivers coach. But again, uh, it all starts at the top. And and when we're hearing some of these leaks that come out of, of you know, some of these articles, we've heard lately about the offensive side of the ball uh not great <laughs> not great um so it is what it is i guess at this point with rogers kind of locked in and uh obviously you know Salah's is still here and it, it appears that he is going to be here for 2024 so i guess it is what it is but certainly a lot to be desired on the offensive side of the ball and from a accountability and leadership perspective uh, with Sala now defensively, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad we, um, you know, re-signed a couple defensive coaches. Um, I, I really like what Ulbrich's done uh, over the the last few years, especially after you know the tough start he had in his first uh, year as a defensive coordinator. So he he's done a really good job, and I'm sure Robert Sala does have some uh, handprints on that. You know, I, I think as a defensive guy, but uh, that side of the ball, I obviously don't have much issue with. Uh, but it's it's that offensive side of the ball and really uh, just that lack of accountability and leadership uh, from Robert Sala that I'd like to see more of moving forward. Ed, you're a forecaster. It's what you do for a living. So I want you to forecast the 2024 offseason for me for the Jets. Free agency, the draft. Go ahead. You know, that's like an open book, right? That's <laughs> I think we all have wish lists. And, and I think, again, uh, kind of how my brain uh, operates is more of a pragmatic approach. Um, so I'm not you know, looking at T Higgins, I would love for T Higgins to be available. Uh, I would be kind of surprised if Cincinnati just lets him go. Um, he's a fantastic number two to go along with uh, chase. And, and if I were them, I would be doing everything in my power to keep him. Um, so again, if he hits the market, I think he's going to be looking for top five uh, wide receiver money. I don't know if that's necessarily the best approach given all the other needs that the jets have. Um, so I'm kind of looking in that lower tier range for, for some wide receiver help. Um, I love for the last five, six years, injuries aside, I love, uh, Curtis Samuel. I think he's a weapon. I think he's a gadget guy. Um, I would love to see him in green and white. Uh, again, that's not a, a splashy move, but I think if he can stay healthy, he can be, uh, 
of assistance on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, now, I would love, you know, for Mike Evans to shake free. Again, I think he's he's on the backside of his career, as we know. Uh, probably still a little too rich for someone like JD's blood. Um, would love to see that pan out. But again, um, keeping that pragmatic lens on everything. You know, I, I, I would love to see Michael Pittman hit the market. Again, same idea. Uh, we it seems like every time we we look at this in in January and February we have certain ideas of of who's going to be available who's not going to be available right uh, and it always seems to kind of dissolve in front of our eyes as we get closer uh, to free agency actually starting right so I would love to see a lot of these guys um, hit the market but I think the top two that I'm looking at are, are Mike Evans again more of a a, a wish than a an actual realistic get for me. Uh, but I think Curtis Samuel could, could be a good fit here. Um, but other than that, again, uh, there's not a ton of, of really, really solid options out there at an affordable price, right? You know, OBJ might be available. What's he going to want? You know, I know they've had a lot of connection to him in the past, but again, from, I think from a, a broader view, I would be looking at, uh, Mike Evans and, uh, Curtis Samuel for the receivers. Um, now O-line, I'm not really impressed with what's available. Uh, on the free agent market here as we get into uh, the spring. Um, I kind of like the idea of, of bringing in another guard like Robert Hunt or something from uh, from Miami. Uh, that would be a really, really good fit. Um, but other than that, I mean, there's really no tackles that really um, kind of get on my radar when it comes to value and age and, and what it's going to cost. Um, Tyron Smith, I know that's been a, a hot name out there. Again, he's he's 33 going on 34. He's going to be expensive. Um, so again, there there are some some options out there like Jonah Williams. He's a younger player, uh, a cheaper player. So I wouldn't mind having a look at him. Um, but again, I, I think or the hope to me is that they attack offensive line in the draft. Um, that's where you're going to have your your highest ceiling players. Um, and, and players you can actually build around, you know, like we tried to do this year uh, with Tipman and obviously in the past with Becton and uh, AVT. So obviously offensive line and receiver kind of uh, top the charts with with needs. Uh, I We obviously still need a backup QB as well. Uh, and again, kind of running off of that that pragmatic idea. I, I, if I had a, a choice of, of any backup quarterback, it would probably either be uh, Garner Minshew if he hits the market. Um and then Jacoby Brissett. Those are the top two. I, I think he did a lot for his stock there at the end of uh, 2023. Uh, coming in, obviously, against the Jets. Had a fantastic game, but but his his body of work was more than just the Jets game. He had a great game the, the game prior and then had to come in again uh, down the road before the end of the season and, and look pretty good. Um, so, you know, I, I think those are, you know, Garner and, and Jacoby are, are kind of my top two. Would not be shocked in the slightest if they try to make a run at Tannehill just because of the uh, connection with some of the offensive staff that we have that used to be in Tennessee. Uh, but, yeah, those are the three that I would be looking at. And then on the other side of the ball, uh, I'll be completely uh, transparent with you. Um, I haven't even looked <laughs> at the defensive side of the ball, just frankly, because um, – we've been so focused on, on offense, you know, when it comes to trying to improve this, this team. Right. Um, I would love to keep Bryce Huff. It's going to, you know, I think it's going to be pretty difficult to do that. I think a lot of teams see his production. I, I know he's not a full snap player, um, but I think there are going to be some teams that want to take a flyer on someone who puts up, you know, 10 plus sacks on, uh, you know, less than half of, of defensive snaps. Right. So I, I think, it's going to be tough to retain him, but I also think there needs to be some room for Will McDonald to at least uh, make an attempt 
at, at making that Jermaine Johnson year two leap. Um, and then, of course, you know, we have JFM and, and Quincy on the line as well. So I think the defensive line looks pretty solid. Um, you know, the secondary um, probably want to be looking at safety um, as well. But again, I, I would be lying if to by by saying that I've looked incredibly close at the safety market right now. <laughs> you know, I, I'm so focused on that that other side of the ball. Um, so again, I, I think could we resign Whitehead? We could. Um, I would love to get Chuck Clark back in the fold. I know um, he's going to be a, a, a free agent after this year as well. Um, so again, some moves that we could make on the uh, on the defensive side of the ball. But my focus, um, both in the draft and in free agency, to be quite honest, is going to be on the offensive side of the ball. Now, as we get into the draft. Um, it's a it's a really interesting spot at ten. You know, I, I I hate the idea at the end of the year saying, "Oh, lose out." You know, get a better draft pick. That's you still got to make the right pick. And we, as Jets fans, I think we know that uh, you still got to make the right pick, and and it's not a guarantee whatsoever. Uh, so at ten, obviously, I'm looking at offensive line. I think that's that's going to be the the focus. Uh, I would love Joe Alt to be there. I have a hard time believing that he will. Um, Fashanu, obviously my wife's a Penn state grad. So, so I've been keeping a close eye on him. I, I think he had a pretty good year. Um, not a great year. I think it was a good year. Uh, and then obviously, um, Fulaga as well. I know he's more of a right tackle. Um, so it, it gets tricky there. If, if those three are gone, uh, maybe I'm trading out of that, of that spot. Uh, it really depends what happens during free agency, because, uh, you know, if, if we can manage to to firm up the line, at least somewhat, I would be a little bit more open to taking a Brock Bowers or a, a wide receiver there at 10. Um, but again, I, I think O-line, you know, you can have all the, the greatest weapons in the world. If, if the quarterback doesn't have time to throw to him, what good does that do? Right. So I think we got to be looking at uh, O-line in the first round and then, I wouldn't be opposed to trading back and trying to recoup a second round pick. Um, we have holes. That's how you do it. Right. So wouldn't be opposed to that. Maybe targeting uh, somebody like Latham or even Mims from Georgia um, really liked him. Um, and then Guyton from, from Oklahoma is another guy that I, I enjoyed watching here this year. Um, so plenty of, plenty of options there on the O-line. If you want to take somebody at 10, hopefully, or if you want to trade back, there might be some options there. And then I would not be opposed uh, to taking another uh, interior O-lineman in, in the third round. And, um, you know, beyond that, I, I would also be looking at those mid rounds for a quarterback. Um, again, is that going to sit right with Rogers? How does that work? I have no idea, but at the end of the day, just looking at the team and how to build the team, I wouldn't be opposed to to bringing in, uh, you know, a mid mid to late round quarterback just to just to get him in the fold and you know have him work a year or two with Rodgers and and see what happens, right? So plenty of things that that I'm sure I just said will not happen. Uh, that's part of part of being a, a predictor of the future, so I'm used to it. Uh, but yeah, plenty of plenty of things still to come here for the Jets to improve uh, before we get to the season. Ed, I know you have to run, so real quickly, last question for you. As a meteorologist, let's say your company called you and they said, Ed, we're going to let you hire any coach or player from the Jets as a meteorologist in training. We want you to mold this guy to become the next meteorologist, maybe be your meteorology partner down the line. Who is it that you would pick and why? That is a fantastic question. I, I love listening to these and hearing these these you know questions that you uh, come up with towards the end. It's, they're fantastic. Um, so that's that's a really good question. So I have two two ideas in mind. Um, Brent Boyer has been you know through thick and thin, through 
countless regimes. He's been uh, 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 kind of a beacon of of positivity uh, w- with respect to the Jets coaching staff. So if we're looking at someone who's maybe a little bit more seasoned, um, you know, I, I think he would be kind of my first kind of pick in, in that in that situation. Now, as it pertains to a younger coach, I know we just re-signed Aaron White Cotton. Um, I love seeing defensive line coaches under a defensive head coach. And obviously Jeff Ulbricht, I love seeing uh, those guys get second, second opportunities with the same squad. And I love seeing them able to develop players. I think player development is an underrated and, and that, that goes for, for weather as well. Um, you know, player slash scientist development is, is a very underrated skill um, when, as it pertains to, um, you know, whether it be a coach or even just a, an employee. Uh, so being able to develop people around you, uh, along with yourself, I think is a really admirable and, and valuable skill. So I'll say white cotton and, uh, for an older candidate, I'll, I'll go, uh, Brant Boyer. Excellent choices by my buddy, Ed Valley, world renowned meteorologist, or at least on this show, he is. Thanks so <laughs> much for coming on and breaking down your thoughts on the Jets 2024 off season with me. Really appreciate it. Make sure that you follow Ed on Twitter and chat jets with him because Even though he can give you everything you need to know about the weather, he can also, as you can tell, talk quite a bit about our team gangrene. So make sure you interact with him. Check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com.